Let's welcome everybody into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kipper Hills, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. As we get you ready in about an hour towards NHL All-Star Weekend, officially beginning with the draft. Great. I think Willie's the favorite. That's the the betting odds the last I saw was the most likely to get drafted first. So this is something that you could really put money on. Yeah. That's interesting. Sure is. <laughs> it's so arbitrary, is right? There a, is there a betting odds? Is there betting odds on the last guy to be picked? I don't know. We're going to have to go to bet 365 for that. Sammy, you can well, give I'm us just, a heads up in game time. I'm just looking at some of the... the uh, they have posted for like the passing challenge and all that stuff, but I'm looking for first overall here just quickly. But you... in a few minutes, Patrick Alvine, general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, will join us. Of course, he was supposed to join us yesterday, but he had better things to do. Trading for another All Star is what he was doing. Up the Canucks total from four to five. So good on him for uh, coming back 24 hours later, and then. In about a half an hour, we're going to welcome in Doug McLean, a fan favorite here on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Uh, if you ask him, it's yes. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just going based on what he tells me. Works. So we're going to have some fun with him before we uh, conclude this week in the studio because as of tomorrow, we'll be coming to you live from the Metro Convention Center. I heard a little birdie told me that uh, one of the all-star captains that isn't playing might be joining us tomorrow on the show. Really? Yeah. So uh, it's not he, Justin Bieber. Is, well, they all sing. They sing. This guy sings. They all sing. Will or Arnett one's funny. Sing. Yeah. I bet you Will sings too. I almost certainly sing. Will will not be joining us. No. You're really narrowing this down here. Is it Tate McRae? In fact, probably. I'm going to go even further and say Will Arnett will never join us ever. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of our lives he's never coming on this show because someone apparently has bugged him a little bit poor, too much poor disco dan is yeah. the best producer in canada and he just pushed once once <laughs> he got an email he got an email back and it was now we got I will Arnett mad at us desist. now he's mad at us the same technique and we love him with buble i i will say that i love will Arnett so much me too uh, we're just Bojack, crushed right Bojack now. Bojack my favorite show ever. I yes, love it. I do you really love yeah, that show? Too? Yeah. I also love Buble. So. Yeah, so yeah. That's that's who's scheduled to join us tomorrow is Buble. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ask him to sing for you or anything like that. You're not going to embarrass me, are you? Would that be embarrassing? It depends on what song. He's <laughs> one of the Christmas. He tunes truly does seem like the man, though. Yeah. Like every time I see him interviewed, he loves hockey. Wasn't he like part owner of the Giants for a while? Like, is he still a Vancouver Giants, the CHL yeah, team? He wore he a still, Giants jersey the still other day. do that, yeah. maybe. So loves hockey. Loves and I like his. Uh, I like his drinks as well. Yeah. <laughs> Quality, nice. I bought those, those All right, from Christmas. Buble in <laughs> Vancouver to Patrick Alvine, uh, general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, now joining us. Uh, Patrick, really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we're kind of wondering where you were yesterday, and then we found out where you were yesterday. Yes, <laughs> sorry about that, guys. I uh, <laughs> I got I got a little bit I uh, got got busy there, so I missed yes. uh, missed out on uh, 
my appointment with you guys. Can you apologize? Can, no apology necessary. Uh, can you tell me how busy it got within the the final decision to let the the deal go through? Because the sense is that this this happened rather quickly, or it escalated quickly. Which one was it? Um. Well, I don't know if it went uh, went uh, that quick. Uh, Craig Conroy and I have talked uh, since actually since uh, since he got the job, and and uh, we started in training camp, and uh, and I told him uh, our interest in in uh, uh, Lindholm and uh, even Sadorov uh, back then, and we kept in touch here, and, and uh, uh, you know, he, sure. Uh, he, over the last week or so, it started to to get uh, more serious here, and and we talked about uh, the framework and all that. And uh, uh, finally, uh, yesterday, uh, actually, I think around when when you guys uh, when I was <laughs> when I was going to be on your call there, or sorry, on your show, uh, that's where we uh, finally got the fine tuning of of the deal in place. So, with the the Lindholm deal, is it a matter of? You know, we are looking for a guy who's a call it whatever you want a two C or someone in that role, or is it just when a player of that caliber comes available, your interest go, uh, grows? Like, it is a matter of you're shopping for a player like that, or a player like that becomes available and you you, you put some thought into it. I think it's a little bit of both there. Um, yeah. You know, obviously with with a caliber of a player of Elias Lindholm over the years, uh, what he's shown the. Um, and uh, what it brings, a uh, right shot center, which is hard to get, and, and how good it is on, uh, on a 200-foot game and his face-offs. Uh, for us, it gives us more flexibility. Uh, I think we, we want to get a little bit harder to play against, and and, uh, uh, and he provide that. He can play uh, both special teams. So uh, I would say it's a little bit of a mix uh, to, to your question there. Uh, when it comes to Lindholm, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jimmy Rutherford drafted him uh, in Carolina, and I assume that he's had his eye on him one way or another uh, from afar, either admiring him since he, he left Carolina to this point. But my my question to you, Patrick, is this isn't necessarily should be seen as someone that's just waiting to go to UFA here. I imagine that you've already had discussions on if, if we can find a way to sign you, we will, we want you here for much longer. Yeah, you know, correct. That's great. Uh, going full circle there for Jim, uh, uh, drafted him in Carolina and, and, uh, the player he has become and, and the conversation, uh, I had a, Quick conversation with uh, with Elias last night when he arrived back in Calgary. He was excited uh, to to join the Vancouver Canucks and and uh, we played them uh, two times this year. Uh, and and uh, he liked the way our team is structured and liked the way our team was playing. Um, and I I agree with with Jim. Uh, my my hope here is that uh, this is this is giving us. It's giving Vancouver Canucks a chance to get to know Elias, and and Elias a chance to get to know Vancouver Canucks, and and I I sure hope that we can find uh, find a way to uh, continue the partnership here uh, moving forward. But 
as of right now, uh, the focus, uh, I'm happy for, for Lee as being part of the All-Star game, uh, an event in Toronto, getting to know our players and our coach there. Then uh, we're going on a big road trip. So so he will uh, have a chance to interact with our players and coaching staff right away. Uh, but uh, our focus is to get him up, up and going and, and uh, get his family in place here in Vancouver. And uh, when the time is right, hopefully we could, uh, you know, uh, talk to his uh, representative. Patrick, was there a moment or a weekend or a trip or something where you came to realize that you guys were legit? You know, like every year teams come out and have decent starts. I look at a team like the Capitals, who are, I think, second in the Metro a month into the year and who are now second last, and they fall off. Was there a moment where you guys sustained your success where you're like, oh, boy, this is maybe something different than just a good start? I think... The, the players and the coaches uh, deserves a ton of credit here. I think they their approach uh, from Rick Tockett and, and his coaching staff to uh, uh, have the next day mentality and coming in here with a great attitude uh, to to form a partnership with the players for, so the players understand what the coaches want and how we want to play. And you started to see the buy-in from the players early on in camp. Uh, you know, has it been a smooth ride up to this point? No. And it's just going to get harder, but that's what, what uh, talk and, and his staff are preaching to the players. So uh, I don't, I don't think we, as boring as it sounds, talk and I are process driven people and, and we don't really look at the standings. We're, we're looking at the process of getting our team better every day. And when, when you have that mindset, then that will dictate the outcome of, of the season. I, I was I, Did I anticipate us being point-wise as good as we are right now? No, I didn't. Uh, but I was well aware of what certain individuals were capable of uh, in terms of performing on our team. But I, I will say, uh, again, credit to talk and the staff, how they have got the, the individuals to play as a team, and and that's where I've been most pleased with. We're talking to Patrick Alvin, general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. Big trade yesterday with the Calgary Flames. So, Patrick, you look again at uh, not only the work of uh, the body of work that you and, and Jimmy have done this season, but, uh, you know, off-season last year as well. And moving forward now, so you added Zadorov, plays anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes a night. You added a top six player who's going to play 18 20 plus minutes a night here moving forward to the trade deadline is there a sense too that you don't want to overdo it here you finally got enough time to let these guys settle in can we expect more should we not expect more are you feeling like this is the team right now that you want moving forward to push for a stanley cup run i think now now it's up to the coaches to get uh, you know, uh, get to Leas uh, uh, on a line and, and finding chemistry, uh, and then for uh, for myself and Jim to sit back and, and watch our watch our team here over the next couple of weeks and see where we are and how we perform. And and obviously uh, uh, the conversation with with talk uh, is important. And and uh, then we we continue to evaluate and, and see what uh, what is out there and and if this. If, if it makes sense or not to uh, uh, to add something, uh, well, well, I guess the next next couple of weeks we'll we'll see where we are. 
When you look back uh, a year ago, so 11 months ago, you guys are sixth in the Pacific and you decide to trade a first and a second round pick uh, to get Philip Ronick, which at the time I think had people scratching their heads a little bit about the direction you guys had chosen to go. How do you look back at that moment, that decision and, uh, and what went into it? Did you sort of see the potential to get where you are now? I think when when Jim and I got in here uh, right away, we we felt that we needed to uh, uh, improve on the right side, and uh, we addressed our scouting staff uh, that that uh, that was that was a priority for us, uh, and also preferably someone that we could control uh, in a, in a good age, and uh, you know it, it's not easy to get uh, right shot defensemen uh, and. Uh, uh, or guys were tracking Philip, and, and uh, I wasn't sure if he were will, would become available or not. And, and at the point where we made uh, the um, Bo Horvat trade and, and got a first round pick in and back in that deal, we felt that uh, that was uh, something we were willing to to uh, you know paid pay that. Uh, asked uh, in order for us to get a right shot defense and, and, and Rona came available. Uh, but we felt in order how we wanted to play moving forward, it was critical for us to get a, a, a right shot defenseman that could move the puck and, and ability to skate. Uh, and I think uh, the, the actual deal was that uh, it wasn't just a first and a second. We actually got a fourth round pick back mm-hmm. there. So, Patrick, uh, Justin just mentioned the Heronic uh, trade, and then we know the pieces that were involved to get Lind home. Uh, where are you overall with your your assets, your prospects? Some teams like Toronto, every once in a while, mention that their cupboards aren't as as full as they'd like them to be at Generous. this point. And uh, where are you with your cupboard right now? You know what? That this is something we always discuss, and, and uh, especially with my uh, development staff, and, and getting a sense of where uh, or young players are in the, in the development path. And we all know that every single player has has their own path. Um, I was fortunate to be uh, uh, around when Teddy Bluger, who is on my team here right now, when he was drafted, and two, you know, it took, I, I believe it took him almost seven years until he made it, uh, played his first NHL game in, in Pittsburgh. So it, it's it's not a sprint for those guys, and we're very uh, we're very pleased and happy how we have built up or, or, or board uh, in terms of younger players uh, in a deal like this, not having to give up uh, uh, a player out of Abbotsford, where where we clearly uh, are pleased with their performance, and, and several players are knocking on the door. Uh, to just to, to deserve to get a, a game up here in, in Vancouver, but we also in the last couple of years of the drafts been able to to have uh, first round picks in in uh, Lekkermaki and uh, Tom Willander, um that we're excited about as well. So I think we felt at this point with uh, uh, potential uh, later first round pick uh, talking to your amateur staff here, Todd Harvey and Schatz were what kind of player that potentially would be available later in the first. And, and uh, you know, with, with, as I said, with our prospect, we felt that, that this was the year uh, that we felt comfortable giving up a, a first-round pick and, and the players uh, and the younger players we did. There. You know, 
I'm sure you guys are just so uh, grateful and excited to see the potential being reached in guys like Quinn Hughes and Demko and Pedersen and Besser, everyone having such tremendous years at the same time uh, as it goes with your role. Uh, fan bases are never fully content without everything being perfect all the time. I'm sure you've answered a lot of questions about Pedersen's contract and where that stands these days. Is it just a matter of now you kind of play out the end of the season and deal with it from there? Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, uh, Elias uh, and his uh, representative knows our position, and uh, we think highly about Elias and um, the potential he has to to uh, uh, to take to another level with with the coaching staff and the resources we have, and get, getting a uh, another piece in here in, in Lindholm. I think that will help Elias and and. Uh, give us more options on the power play and in our top six. So um, the direction the team and the organization is heading, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, Elias Pedersen will continue to be part of uh, the Canucks moving forward. Well, they say things come in threes, right? You get a three-year extension, you trade for Lindholm, and now you re-sign <laughs> Pedersen. Over the All-Star weekend. Yes. <laughs> well, Oh, uh, again, I, I'm I got a revolving uh, talks mantra here of uh, the day by day mentality. There you go. Well, well listen, uh, congratulations on uh, the the new deal and uh, the big trade to get uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, very excited for a, a great second half and uh, hopefully a, a fun spring. Thanks for doing this, Patrick. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, sorry for for yesterday again. No, no. Thanks for coming today. We appreciate it. You were busy. Okay. <laughs> Patrick yeah. Alvin, general manager of Vancouver Canucks. And uh, right now, man, there's a lot of people excited uh, in Vancouver, as they should be. Yeah. That was interesting, what uh, he said right at the end there. About Patterson and Lindholm, right? Like bringing a Swedish guy who's another offensive He has weapon. the same name. <laughs> you can't leave now. But the idea, I think, is to show Pedersen, right, the direction they're yeah. going to. Yeah, it's hard to kind of figure this one out because much like what we went through with Willie Nylander in Toronto, mm. how much can you negotiate? How much – where's the back and forth? And as we – Well, it's, I mean – there was no real negotiation for Willie Nylander. It was like, here's my number. You want to match it, match it. Is that what's going on here? Because I don't get a sense that that's entirely it. No. It feels like the opposite. Kind it of. just feels like we're trying to be patient with you, Petey, but eventually, you know, you got to let us know you want to be here or don't want to be here. We're the no? first because place I don't, team in the NHL I, I, now. We've offered you I a lot of money. I don't think it's, yeah, like, is it a money thing? I don't get a sense. There's the salary cap. To, even with Willie, okay, 10-5 to 11, 2-5 to 11-5. We're talking about a million dollars a year. We're not talking about five. Right. So I'm sure they've got Pedersen in a, in, a, in a healthy bracket here. And it can't be about squeezing another half a million dollars. It just has to be you feeling good about committing the next seven or eight years here. Mm -hmm. No. But, I mean, he's a controlled asset after this year, right? He's an RFA after the season. So I I don't count that because... You're buying all the UFA years? Yes, you're buying the the UFA. But he can't just leave is my point. No, he cannot just leave. 
But what he can do is act like a UFA. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver's talking to him like he's a UFA. Yeah. So they don't want to delay. They don't want to go into the last year. And, and maybe maybe it's a Willie Nylander scenario where you, you like offer sheep. Here, here, oh. No, here, no, 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 no. Here's the difference. <laughs> here's the difference. Love it. Here's the difference between, I think, Pedersen and Willie Nylander is that, you know, for the Leafs to be convinced that he's worth 11 and a half, they needed to see a level. Mm. And I don't which think... Which has not been seen since. Which, well, stop it. Okay, anyways, okay? continue. Because it, he's not saying, so I'm he's not, just saying. Continue. Don't don't bail on Willie because he's had a, a calm two weeks. <laughs> Me? I would never. Willie's the man. Does, does Petey need to hit a level here for Is Vancouver? Is he not hit the level? That's, that's my point. That's my point. That he's not Nylander where you're just not convinced you're that guy until he's strung together guy, 40 games. I, not Pedersen's eighth in the league in scoring. 27 and 37 for 64 in 49 games, plus 16. So Vancouver doesn't need guy, to pal. prove, uh, to convince themselves that he's an 11 and a half, $12 million player. They don't have to convince Pedersen take the Willie deal? To me, if you're Pedersen, you say, give me half a million more than that. I play center. Listen, if it's eight, if yeah. it's the difference between younger keeping too? Petey He's younger. or watching him walk out the door for half a million dollars, you're going to take 12 all day long. Yeah, he's 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing it. So what is it now? He needs to go to 12-5 or he wants to see what else is out there or like, what is if, it? If it's a 12-5 thing, I think that's crazy. Like, I... I know we've discussed me being sucking at negotiating before, but like, just pay me what I'm worth. Like, this is Petey. We got the window here. There's comparables. Here's about your window. Do you want to be here? Okay. Well, then would what are we leave, doing? Well, maybe, would he leave over uh, well, yeah, $4 maybe. million? Dollars? Over eight years yeah. to be where he wants to be? I hope so. Okay. So, what you're saying is that it may come he down to. a million tonight. It may yeah. come down to Petey just not wanting to be in Vancouver. I mean, that's the only alternative, which I guess is the thing that no one's saying, is that he either doesn't want to be there or he's that's what I'm trying to figure. That's what I'm asking I would you. never do that to what, my what are, beloved Canucks friends. Well, what, I'm just, it's what we're talking about. Is it not what the conversation where, is? Where are the dynamics here? Yeah. For Willie, it was, I love it here. Just show me the just money. Pay me like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but with Petey, is yeah. there more yeah, to the story? Game time? Seriously, oh, I also right. want to... We solved uh, nothing in no, that hold on. conversation. Alvin said something else that was really interesting, though the Heronic thing, which I thought was really interesting. A, he definitely wanted to know. We also got a fourth back for him, by the way. We, they got Heronic in a fourth for that first yeah. and the second. But the idea that you got a 25-year-old right-handed D-man who can play on a top pair in the NHL. With our, a bomb of a shot. Our team's not falling all over themselves. doesn't matter where you are in your cycle. If Just the guy's get that guy. 24 and he's a, at the time and a right-shot D, you can play. Get the asset. I remember people being like, I don't get that. It's like, you need good players. A good player. Anyway. No, it's true. Game time? Game time. All right. It's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Now, I was looking through Bet365. I can't find anything for who's going first overall. They didn't. I, I don't have that. But what we do have here is we have the game MVP for the NHL All-Star game this weekend. And to me... The favorite is Austin Matthews, which 
makes a lot of sense. God, if he's halfway decent, and, the home crowd's going to will it. And nine to one. That's, that's what it pays? Yeah, you couldn't. Well, you could bet. You could make a that's a pretty good bet. You make Shoots worse bets than that. The net. Yeah. And his team does well, yeah. which they maybe they won't and he doesn't win it, but to me 9 to 1 for Matthews to be All-Star game MVP in Toronto is a really good bet. Um what else am I looking at here? Uh for the PWHL showcase tonight, you can bet on that too. The uh, I love this one. Probably the best player in women's hockey, Marie Philippe Poulin, plus 750 to be the All-Star game MVP. Tonight, awesome. the showcase. Yeah. Three on three. Yeah. Get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a great That's almost a guarantee. The most clutch athlete yeah, no, not yeah. named Christine Sinclair. And she, I, I mean, she yeah. is the best, and she's probably going to score some goals, and everyone loves her the most, and she's probably going to be the MVP. So plus 750 is a really good bet. And you can also bet on all the the um, different events tomorrow night. Like, so, you know, Patronak's the favorite for the one-timer at plus 500. Matthew's plus 500. Uh, Barzell is a long shot there. So... If you want to get in on the action and, you know, incentivize yourself to enjoy some all-star skills competition, you can go to Bet365 and find all the different odds. Call me crazy. This is when betting's the best. When it's like a nonsensical, can I throw this balled up piece of paper in that garbage yeah. can type of bet? That's <laughs> yeah. all this is. Yeah, that's, yeah. So go on there. You'll be able to find some value. Uh, that was Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Find out why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play it responsibly. Okay, let's take a break so we can bring Doug McLean in as early as we can. I'm not even going to ask him anything when we start. I'm just going to go. Turn the mics on. Hey, Mac. And then he's going to talk for 20 minutes. We can go get a coffee. We can go grab a bite to eat. And by the time he's done, we'll say goodbye to everybody. His books have been promoted three times. and. All right, our special early edition of Off the Rails Friday with Doug McClain coming up next. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Born Show. Great special Thursday edition. Specialist. Let's bring him in. Former NHL president, GM, head coach, author of Draft Day, How to Pick Winners or Get Left Behind. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug McLean. Got an aura around him today. He looks positive. Hi, Doug. Very positive. How you doing, guys? No, no. We ask the questions around here. So I listened to you guys after we, I went off the air the other day, and I heard Bourne chirping me about, you know, you don't even have to ask him a question. He, you know, he, you know, he just takes over. I mean, like, well, I'm trying to, as, as my good friend Jeff Rimmer said to me, and he's an expert media person, he said, thank God you liven that show up. <laughs> Truth. Hey, you didn't have to liven it up. Patrick Alvin livened it up Patrick Alvine and Jimmy Rutherford um yeah you know what interesting interesting I, I liked it both ways you know I liked it for Vancouver uh you know if they win the cup or get by the first round uh you know and they you know they've had a great year they look good they look solid we were excited about them three years ago if you recall Nick three or four years ago when Patterson was a kid. Oh, out of the so, bubble, 
Remember? Yeah, yeah. right. And they, you know, Travis Green was leading the way, and Quinn looked great, and Miller Demko looked was great. Up and comer. Demko was great, and you know, so now, now we see the big test when they go into the playoffs, and Lindholm. I, I like the pickup. It, it it solidifies their top six. He's a character quality guy uh, that gives him a really good look, and and he plays in all zones. I, you know, I, there's not much not to like about him. Um, so we'll see what happens at playoff time. And I love what Jimmy did, and I love what Conroy did. He picks up the kid from Kitchener, young defenseman, right hand D, puts up lots of points. And who knows where he is down the road? And Kuzmenko is a scorer. I guess he's a scorer. He was one year. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think Craig did well uh, in a big deal, in a pressure-packed big deal situation. I want to know where Hannafin's going to go and Tanif's going to go and Markstrom's going to go. That's what I want to see now. And whether your team there in Toronto uh, gets involved or Ottawa, they're talking Tanif. But, you know, we'll see. I liked it. I thought it, was, it added a little excitement to my day you know i mean i was good in pickleball and then that that just solidified my day <laughs> mac what about uh jimmy's jimmy rutherford's uh reputation now for just pulling off these type of trades or more importantly looking like he's getting ahead of other general managers like i'm sure there was some interest out there for 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 lindholm but his ability to get things done faster or just making decisions quicker? Is there something to be said about that? Well, yeah, I think there is. And look, if, if, if you were 75, you'd probably be a little more aggressive. On your show. <laughs> Gosh, a I mean, seriously, I mean, between him and Lamorello at 70, whatever, and, and 80, whatever, like seriously, go for it. Boys. Go for it. Weird. I'm all in again. <laughs> yeah. Jump on it. The rest of us were trying to survive, you know, trying to get another contract. He's, you know, I mean, so anyway, I, I, I like what Jimmy did. I, you know, and let's not forget, he, he did it in Pittsburgh and had success. And then, you know, one of the reasons why, why did he leave Pittsburgh? Was it because the cupboard was starting to look pretty bare or, you know, what was the, what was the reason there? So this is, this is a, Jimmy's never been afraid. Am I, am I wrong? Did he not draft Lindholm in Carolina? Yeah, he did. So, you know, he knows him pretty well. Anyway, I liked it. I liked what Jimmy did. Look, this this franchise was in dire straits a year ago. We were actually chuckling about this franchise, weren't we, a year ago? No, we were very it, concerned, it a, Mac. It, it was a mess. It was a mess. And and all of a sudden, you make a coaching change. Tockett comes in. Tockett's never had great success in coaching because he's had lousy teams. All of a sudden, he gets some talent. He's handled the situation really well, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, they—they, they, you know, they Zdorov. That, that was an interesting move that really solidified a big back end, almost similar to what uh, Vegas did when they're putting the size on the back end. So it's a little bit taken from that model. So now you get to the playoffs, and you've got to beat. Vegas and you've got to beat Edmonton and you've got to beat some pretty good teams and that's going to be fun playoff time but uh, you know how do you not like it not look not every GM can jump in on Lindholm here because he's a he's a UFA mm -hmm. 
and he's going to make a lot of money. And where do people fit? Where? How do you fit this guy in in a cap situation? This allows Patterson to stay in the wing. It allows Lindholm to fill in in the top six. I Tough not to like the move. Doug, I think it's a relevant question to ask when you look at how Vancouver didn't really bottom out. They did the old retool. I my yep. like my one hockey stance is that I feel like completely tanking is just not the way to go. You look at Buffalo finding your way back can be hell. You know, New Jersey did it and you're not sure they're back yet. Is Detroit back? Like these teams are still they never really dig out of this pit. What are your thoughts on the Flames now who are talking about selling off anyone who's any good? You you're when you do it today, you're in la la land because you're right. It it's Ottawa have been rebuilding for 5 7 yeah. years. And all of a sudden, they've got the worst uh, pool of prospects out there because all their prospects are on the big team and they're really young. So so now, you know, you've got these teams, you know, Stevie Y was going to bottom out too. And then all of a sudden, Stevie Y said, uh, I can't take the heat here in Detroit because they want to see us in the playoffs. So what does he do? He does a retool as well. Good prospects, you know, good prospects. But he also started to retool with some veteran guys. And now all of a sudden, they're in the playoff race. So mm-hmm. you you can't – Chicago – like, I talked to friends of mine that live in Chicago. They said, like, seriously, it's torture. It's torture. So we'll see. Mac, uh, there is a sense that Hannafin may be sitting on a should I sign it or not sign it uh, right. weekend with a contract. And some have speculated, at least to me, that it might be as much as $60 million over eight years – uh, but he is, as I'm reminded, 26 years old on an eight-year deal. Looks a lot better than any 29 or 30-year-old signing a, a, a seven- or eight-year deal. So where are you on keeping Hannafin and moving Tanov? I, 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 like, I like Hannafin because he's a, he's a skater. He, he, this guy can move. This guy's wheels are not going to fall off. Does he have a lot of miles on the body? No. Versus a Tanev who's played so hard, to me, to me, you know, Tanev is a is a great guy to pick up as a character leader on a on a team short term. Hannafin to me is a long term guy with limited miles on his body, and he's a great skater. Uh, is he a great player? I thought he was going to be a great player, and so did Babcock when he wanted him ahead of Marner. But look. Uh, He's been good. He hasn't been great, but he's still a great pickup for a lot of teams. And I, I, Calgary have got to try to keep him, I think, if he wants to stay there. Um, are you good on the trade if I turn the page here? Yeah, go, oh, go wherever well, you want to go. it's not often you get a guy who's coached in two NHL All-Star games on your show on All-Star Weekend. I wanted to ask about the gift bags, Doug. What did they give you? The, uh, the big gift bag was ten thousand dollars for each win each year. That, that's what the big gift. The big gift bag was, and the rest of the stuff I, I gave away. Did you win both like, years? Like seriously, do your homework. <laughs> I don't think they keep records on that online, Matt. So, li- so listen, just go back and check the last two years where it was a real game. Okay, when it was a real game in Boston, I think it was in 95 or 96. Ray Bork, game winner. Ray Bork gets the winner in the last minute of the game. 
that's the game I had to bench Hammerlick to win, you know, because he was so god awful. And I loved the kid. I love and Roman. Every time Roman would see me at a morning skate, he'd like shake his head and laugh. But but listen, that was a real game. It was end to end hockey. Then the next year in San Jose, that was when Nolan pointed at the net, and it was like unbelievable. Really? Uh, it was a high scoring game, but it was really competitive. And then it's become whatever it's become. <laughs> three on three and now we're now we're giving a million dollars to millionaires if you win the ice sports you get a, we used to get a ribbon for winning the ice sports and pei now you get a million dollars if you win the ice uh, the ice capades and like i mean seriously okay do me a favor whoever wins a million dollars donated to charity come on now, that hold on, hold excited. on, buddy. If you win ten that? grand, you can give it to charity. A million dollars, no chance no, no. you'd be giving if, that away. If you win, if I won ten grand because I wanted to get that new BMW three hundred, <laughs> you know, yeah, because I had an eighty-seven Volvo and I wanted to upgrade. Yeah. You know? so, so you know, but anyway, look, it's great. I, I'm really, I'm excited for them getting the million, and you know, I, and. I might watch to see this check presentation. I used to get excited about the Hyundai they used to give them for the most <laughs> valuable player, you know? Hyundai. So like so you didn't donate your ten grand so you could get your, your, your car and these guys won't donate a million well, so God, they can get their cheap. they can get their plane. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that that helps. You know, it it, it gives them another ten years of net jets. <laughs> Good luck. It's great. I love it. You know. Anyway, look, that's how we fix our all star game. We give the players another million dollars. We gave them a million for the winning team. That wasn't good enough in the three on three uh, ice capades. And now we're going to give a million for the hardest shot and the fastest skater. And a hundred oh, grand to the goalie who stops I, the most shots. I hope the 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 great hockey player Poulam is in the race and maybe she'll have a chance to win it. That's that's then I'd really like Are they to do it. they have a chance to win any money tonight? Oh, I, I would hope so. Yeah, I don't I would think certainly so. no. hope so. I haven't well, that's that, that's the case. That's yeah. I love your by the way, I don't watch you guys that often. Yeah, thanks for the support, get, by the way. You're hard to get you're hard to get down here. But I did love Cujo saying like what about the goalie? Like, that's not a deal. I loved it. I thought that was I thought that was right on. That would take the All Star game to another level. We've got deals being that cut. really would. Ta- better than the draft is the on ice deal. I, I loved it. I thought it was great commentary by Cujo. <laughs> so would a trade like Vancouver and Calgary's put a little bit more pressure maybe on uh, Brad Tree Living and and Brendan Shanahan moving forward to do something, Mac? Because there's a lot of people going. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? Where are they? I mean, can you put pressure on on Shanny and Brad? I mean, Brad's a first-year GM, so there's zero pressure, really. You know, and, and Shanny, he's immune to pressure. You know, it's like the most pressure uh, Shanny's had in a long time was when a girl uh, I knew applied for his uh, job as an administrative assistant, and then he phoned me and asked me for a reference on her. 
that stat see he was under <laughs> the gun then to get that decision off his off his table off his desk i gave the girl a great recommendation and she didn't get the damn job <laughs> why did you why did you bother me i was at i was at the uh, the little bar down the street here the little outdoor bar and i have to leave the damn bar and go and discuss this this lady who was terrific and shanny didn't hire her. so you know he he just I the fact that know. she knew you maybe lost her the job. Sure. <laughs> exactly. No, listen, I think there's got to be pressure. Will they jump in on hand? Look, boys, we've talked since day one of your show about their defense. You know, we said it in day one yeah. of this show this year that the blue line wasn't good enough. It hasn't changed. Now the problem is Wall got hurt. And Samsonov's whatever his problem is, I can't figure it out. No, he's been good Merzlikin. lately, Mac. He's he's he's, yeah, he's okay. rebounded. He's, oh yeah, he said two good games. All right. Yeah, great. That's yeah, okay. I mean, him and Merzlikin should go away for a weekend <laughs> on an escape weekend somewhere. You know, and escape try to figure, figure this out. Figure it out. You know. Matt, but anyway, what, what team? What team could most benefit from your consultation by bringing you on staff? What team out there is most in the need of your touch? Your old team. You know, well, yeah, 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 that ship sailed. They could they could use a little help, to say the least. But, you know, I, I, I look, I keep looking at Buffalo, guys. And I, and I told you I interviewed for that senior advisor job a couple of years ago there. And I, I look at them and I'm thinking, wow, there's some great talent there. I'm not sure, uh, you know, they're as good as they think they're, but there's some good talent there. I think Donnie's a pretty good coach. I've known Donnie since he was with the Columbus Chill in the East Coast Hockey League. He's a superb guy. I, I just think Buffalo, you know, is a team that is in is in a world of hurt. This will be 13 years in a row without making the playoffs. Is that am I wrong? Seriously, uh, sounds right. Uh, yeah, L.A. They finished. Uh... The other night with a win, but it's not been a very uh, great feeling to be an L.A. King lately, uh, Mac. What would Todd McClellan be feeling over the All-Star break here? Just on a team that got off to such a great start, set records for consecutive road wins to start the season and then fall off like they have in the last, what, three three weeks, month? Well, he'd be really concerned about Drew Doughty's comments, number one. You know, what, what What does Drew mean here? And obviously, Drew would explain it to him, that he's got some big boys there that, that aren't putting it all together. And you look right away at a guy that, Nick, you and I loved this guy three years ago, Pierre-Luc Dubois, when he was playing against Toronto in the playoffs. He was a horse. Yeah, he was. He looked like He looked like he was going to take his game to a whole nother level. And what has happened to him? What has happened to this guy? Kopitar is the guy that is the guy that just continually does great things for them. Dano's fine, but their center ice should be a dominant center ice. And this is a team that I thought halfway through the year would really challenge. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs still, but they've got to figure this out. And Todd McClellan's a pretty good coach, I think. Um, Funny, I did an interview in Syracuse the other day, you know, for the crunch. I got to tell you this story. I interview in Syracuse and they asked me about when I hired Gary Agnew for the coach of the Syracuse crunch. Actually, it was Jim Clark that hired him. You know who we interviewed for that job? Gary Agnew, Todd McClellan, and Babcock. 
Those were the three <laughs> finalists for the Syracuse Crunch job. Wow. And we hired and we hired Gary Agnum, who I had Gary had been my assistant at the University of New Brunswick. Uh, he went to the London Knights and worked with the London Knights, became a head coach in the OHL in Kingston. And I Gary was a great loyal person to me all through my career. And I gave and Jimmy Clark and I gave Gary the job, who did a great job in Syracuse, by the way. But the two, the three finalists were McClellan, Babcock, and Gary Agnew. Well, Pretty cool. Kind of, when you do an interview for a coach, are you actually like are you asking X's and O's, general philosophy, or is it personality based? You know what? Uh, you know it's interesting. I I interviewed uh, Paul Maurice. I've interviewed Hitchcock. I interviewed Andy Murray. All those guys over the years. Brian Sutter, Dave King. Not a lot of X and O's because you know they've got a real grasp on that. Sure. We talk systems. What type of style do you like to play? You know, what do you like to do in the neutral zone? I mean, I, because I coached, I asked more coachy type questions, I guess. But it was really about, you know, who who do you think you can really jive with and, and who do you think is going to be a real good manager in your dressing room? And, uh, you know, I, I was lucky to interview um, some really good coaches. Here's the amazing thing. I interviewed Andy Murray and I interviewed Hitchcock. I interviewed Dave Pitt. Tippett and Dave King. I go to my owner. I said, it's down to Dave Tippett and Dave King for the first coast of the Blue Jackets. Mr. McConnell says, I'd hire Tippett. I hired Dave King. <laughs> next, I interview Andy Murray the next round and down to Hitchcock for the two finalists. I said, I'm going to hire Hitchcock. And he said, I'd hire Murray. You wonder why I don't have a job. In <laughs> I, you know, I go against them on both those hires. And you know what? In hindsight, they were all good coaches, but he probably was, he might've been right. How, <laughs> how different would you go in or go into an interview today than you would have 15 years ago, 20 years I don't know ago? That it, I don't know that it'd be a whole lot different. I, I think uh, you, you still want to, you want to hire somebody that you can you can work with, and that's part of the team, and is going to grow the organization. I, I really don't think it's all that different. I'd be shocked if it's well, that different. You spend you spend two three days with the guy, and you you and you know them to begin with. You check them out. You talk to people. You talk to guys who had had them before. So you know everything about them. So it, I don't think it's a whole lot different. I don't I really know. Don't. I mean, coaches get fired for checking players' phones now. I mean, uh, it's way different, Mac. Um, is that different? Like, I, don't. I, 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 I never would have done I that. Not, I would never have checked Ben Beesbrook's flip top phone. <laughs> Let me go flip through your email and, inbox. And cell, flip phone. Cell phones had just come in then. Cell phones had just come in. I would not have checked it. So, no, it's not that different. Okay. I don't think it is. All I right. really don't. I believe you. All okay. right. Okay, ask me a question. Like, yeah, like I've been, again, I've controlled the conversation. Hey. You guys are scared, nervous to ask hey. No, Sammy's trying no. to get kids no, to we're, say we're, goodbye. We're, we're running out of time here, but uh, it's not too late for you to leave Florida and catch a flight and come to Toronto for the weekend uh, for All-Star. It's not have too you, late. Just on live. Hey, listen. I, hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm like the players. I was in Toronto last week for Aero Electronics and Microsoft. And you know why I was there? They paid you. 
I'm not going to the All-Star game for no pay. Sorry. I'm like the players. Okay, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Maybe we'll uh, get somebody to put up a million dollars for you somehow, some way. Oh Mac, God, great job on a Thursday, man. You didn't let us down. Thanks, Mac. Thank, hey, guys, really appreciate you having me on the show. It, it's really, it, it, it just makes my week, and I, I absolutely love the opportunity. <laughs> Good That's stuff. so offensive. Good you know? stuff. Doug McLean, really everybody. Thanks, Doug. We love you. Thanks, All right. Everybody. He was... I thought like he needed the whole week to have all this pent up frustration, no. but and then he back just right now you get the same juice. Yeah, it, probably even on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I love listening to you when I'm on. He's just like this machine that doesn't stop. Just the man he is. Uh, just looking at the team that Doug McLean coached. Mm-hmm. Quickly run through it for you. Starting lineup: Scott Stevens, Martin Berdour, Mario Lemieux, Yarmer Yager, Ray Bork, Brendan Shanahan. The starting lineup for the other team was Paul Correa, Brett Hall, Ed Belfort, Paul Coffey, Wayne Gretzky, Chris Chelios. Hey, you better win. Holy, Mac. that's you better I mean, win with that no, lineup. But he was that Scotty Bowman was the Western Conference coach, and uh, Doug McLean was the Eastern Conference coach. And how there many of those guys would like beat up their mom to win? And that, well, I mean, that, that's just the, the that's just the starting lineup, like the the bench is. It's, it's an ins- this is a those, crazy all star game. I'd fight my mom to win another game from every team, which you know. It's they would fight their crazy. mom. Yeah. Roman Hammerlick does stick out here, though. Like, as I'm going through the name, I know. Poor guy. I hope he doesn't listen to the show. So, I guess Mac told them uh, in between periods, second and third, listen, if you don't want to play, I'm not playing you. And apparently Roman kind of giggled and laughed and, you know, he's not serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was serious. <laughs> he was serious. Unbelievable. He needed that beamer. Okay. Our thanks to Patrick Field Alvin. trip tomorrow, boys. Yay. Patrick Steinberg. And Doug McLean. We pass the baton over to Sportsnet for the NHL draft. Skills tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Game Saturday afternoon. Enjoy your All-Star weekend. We will be at the Metro Convention Center. If you get a chance, come by. Say hello. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your night. <laughs>